Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith. It is Monday, it is January 25th, and this is our first episode. If you are coming over from our morning psalms and prayer, you'll be familiar with the format. We'll open with a prayer from a book. We will then read the scripture, have a little bit of commentary, and then close in prayer. We're going to be working through the book of Mark, which should be enjoyable as it is a very fast paced gospel. So let's get started. We'll begin with a prayer for illumination from Leading in Prayer, a workbook for worship by Hughes Elephant Old. Let us pray. Blessed you are, Lord, great God. Blessed you are, eternal God. In times past and yet today, you have spoken in the past and your people have been guided through all kinds of wildernesses and supported in all kinds of exiles and tribulations. Speak to us today in the midst of our own peculiar confusions. Speak to us through your law and give us a sense of order and direction. Speak to us through your gospel. Transform us by your grace. Renew us in hope. For yours is the future, even more than the past. Amen and amen. All right. As I said, we are starting with the gospel of Mark. Today we are going to read from chapter 1, verses 1 through 13. Hear the word of the Lord. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey and preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have, been ba- I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit." In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. The Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness forty days, being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals, and the angels were ministering to him. As we start out in Mark's gospel, we get a sense right away of what we're going to be looking at and how the story is going to be told. As we look at verse 1, it says, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So we have three things here that I want us to really see before we move on to some other stuff in this reading. First, the beginning. This is the start. This is the telling of the story of Jesus. Very important thing to understand. Now, it isn't like some of the other Gospels. You know, if we look at the Gospel of John, while that doesn't have the story of Jesus' birth, it starts out in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. It goes all the way back to the beginning of Scripture, right? But then in Luke and Matthew, we get another beginning of the story. We get the beginning of the story of Jesus' birth. Well, here we have the beginning of the Gospel, and it gets right into it. But what the the gospel writer here, what Mark is trying to say is that this is the beginning of how God saves his people. And we see that in that word gospel. It's good 
news. It's a declaration of something that has been done. And so that's the second thing I want us to see. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the good news of how he saves his people. This is not going to be another law. This is a gospel. It is the good news that God is rescuing his people. This is something that is being done for them. And it's Jesus that does it. And finally, that phrase, the Son of God, we are used to that phrase. But what Mark is doing here is he is saying, this is Jesus. He is more than just a person. He is more than just a a shaman wandering in the wilderness. He's more than just a guru. He is the Son of God. He is divinely gifted. He is divine himself. This is Mark making an outstanding claim about this one, this Jesus Christ. And so as we begin to look at this, I want us to go down here to this phrase uh, specifically here in verse 10. And when he came up out of the water, then we see that the word, it's not a phrase, I guess, it's a word immediately, right? Now, later on, I have it highlighted in another spot, verse 12. You can see here if you're watching on video, the spirit immediately. We're going to see this word in the gospel of Mark a lot, immediately. There is an urgency here to what Jesus is doing. There's a, the story is being told in such a way that it's exciting. Now, if you've ever watched a older movie, after you've watched modern movies, you may have noticed something. Even though you found the movie to be rather exciting when you watched it in the past, the pacing is just a little bit different now, is it? We, we have changed the way stories are told in the modern, uh, modern times compared to movies even 20, 30 years ago. They just move faster. Well, we can kind of think about this uh, in the same way. This word immediately is moving the story on. You know how there's quick cuts in modern movies and TV shows? The Gospel of Mark is told with quick cuts in a similar way. Now, you may have noticed this just by looking at this. Look how far we've gotten in the story of Jesus. We, we are being told that this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. We hear about John the Baptist. Jesus is baptized in two whole verses, and then his temptation is two whole verses. The whole story of Jesus here in Mark is told with an immediacy. It uses the words immediately. Now, before we talk about that a little bit more, and I use that as our application, I want us to look at this verse 10 one more time. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son with you. I am well pleased. So we see more of who Jesus is here. He is the one who is fulfilling all this stuff. The stuff that John the Baptist spoke about him. And now we have the spirit present. We have the voice of the father in heaven saying, you are my beloved son with you. I am well pleased. Jesus is here to do a specific work. Jesus is ordained by God to do something. And we know what that story is. We know that it is about Jesus coming to rescue his people from their sin, for him to bear the wrath of God in our place at the cross and to rise again that we might be saved. But here we see this beginning off of the ministry. The gospel of Mark is saying, hey, the spirit is telling us that He is upon this Jesus. And the voice of the Father is giving this, essentially, an ordination of Jesus. He's ordaining him for the ministry. You are the beloved son. With you I am well pleased. You are here to do a mission. And so, as we think about this, we need to remember that we need to take who this Jesus is seriously. That's the point that the Gospel of Mark is making here. This is Jesus. 
He is the one we listen to. And so, like I said, I want to come back to this word immediately for our thoughts on how we apply this to our lives. And I might come back to this several times. In fact, when I preached through Mark, I didn't preach through Mark, but the lectionary had several several uh, passages from Mark a few years back. Before we started preaching through books of the Bible, we used that those assigned texts, and we saw a lot of this word immediately. And you may remember me saying, the point here is, by saying immediately, all the time, we're forced to deal with the immediacy of what Jesus is doing. He's doing it not only quickly, but he's doing it with purpose. And so the question we ask as we look at this quick beginning story of Jesus, what are we going to do with Jesus? How are we going to react to him? As we read through this gospel and we embrace it three times a week, how are we going to deal with what he has to say? Are we going to understand the necessary immediacy of the words of Jesus, how they apply to us? Are we going to let the word work in us through the spirit? Or are we going to push it aside? That's the challenge for us. So may we be open to the Spirit of God and the Word of God working in us and convicting us of our sin and and having us say, you know, I need to listen to Jesus here. I need to be willing to let the Word work in me so that I can change my life, so that I can work in, let God work in me to bring more glory to him. So may we think about this today, the immediacy of the message of Jesus, trusting that God will be at work in us through his word and spirit to bring glory to himself. Let us go to prayer. Almighty God, we give praise to you and thank you, for you have spoken at many times and in various ways through the prophets. But now in these last days you have spoken in the Son. You have worked all things together for us and for our salvation, and we are grateful for the work of Jesus on our behalf. On this Monday, we lift up our vocations to you, As we begin this week, we pray that you would keep us safe in our coming and going. Bless us with the knowledge that the work that we do is service to you and your world. And may we bring glory to you with the work of our hands. Grant that we would find opportunities in our days to share the good news of Jesus with those around us. And may that proclamation of the good news be used by the Spirit to build up the faith in others. And as we begin this day, we lay it at your feet and trust that you will be at work in us through your word and spirit. Grant that we might be your faithful servants and that our lives would bring glory to your holy name. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Have yourself a very good Monday. Take care. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available weekdays on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.